Welcome to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. In chapter 55 of Isaiah, verse 11, God tells the prophet, So will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Standing on this promise, T.D. Stubblefield Ministries is committed to sharing biblical principles with individuals, families, churches, communities, and our world, believing that only the Word of God can advance us in God's perfect plan for our lives, where we can experience liberating faith, lasting hope, and unconditional love in a relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Dr. T.D. Stubblefield with today's Advancing Word. The 17th chapter, verses 17 through 24, and it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick, and his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom. And carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God. And that the word of the Lord is in thy mouth is truth. Amen. I want to lift up the thought today. Why stress when we can stretch? We started this series uh, two weeks ago making a distinction, drawing a contrast between surviving and thriving. The dictionary defines survive as simply remaining or existing after something else has ceased to exist. On the other hand, the dictionary defines thriving as growing rich, being successful, turning out well, or prospering. Thriving seems to be, hands down, a more attractive option than just surviving. Now, the text today, as we look at why stress, when we can stretch, brings us before one of the greatest challenges in life. How do we face Sickness, suffering, and death, especially when it is unexpected and unexplained. What do we do when, when our lives 
are turned upside down because we got a call we did not expect. What do we do when a routine visit to the doctor turns into something else? What do we do when trust has been violated and our hearts are left broken? Nowhere is suffering more difficult or disillusioning than the sickness or death of a child. Now, when we're dealing with our pain, when we're dealing with suffering and and sickness, particularly when it has been localized in our own personal life, we want answers. But sometimes answers do not come. And God in his silence is simply asking us to trust him. This problem of pain and suffering is not just a practical one. It is a philosophical and a theological one. It is perhaps one of the most strongest arguments against the God we serve. His existence that the atheist and the agnostic can raise. How could and how can a good God allow people to suffer, particularly the innocents? If he has all power and he can stop it, he must not be good. And if he's good and as the Bible says and he does not stop it, he must not have all power. But C.S. Lewis says that in the final assessment, we must learn to live in a world that does not have chloroform. We are not in a world where we can be desensitized to pain because in every life, some rain must fall. The question, why stress when we can stretch? What does the text tell us about making this transition? Three movements in the text and I'll be through. First of all, there is the painful pleading of the parent. The painful pleading of the parent. Children will teach you how to pray. They will not only keep you awake at night, but they will drive you to your knees. This woman's child Nothing will make you pray harder and more urgently than when your child is sick and not getting well. The text says the child got worse and worse. And she did the only thing she knew to do. She cried out to the prophet. Her painful pleadings were subject to some problematic perspectives. We need to keep these in mind as we think about moving from Stress to stretch. First of all, she was confused about the character of life or the nature of life. You you cannot read this text and hear her plaintive cry resonating down the contours of the century and not at least hear a hint that somehow she was surprised because of the presence of the prophet in her house. And the miracle she'd been privy to for many days that she was surprised that something happened like this in her house. So often our stress is exacerbated 
Because some of us are naive enough to think that if we can get this or that, have this or that, know this or that, then we are somehow exempt from this problem. You get the idea. She thought, why me? And the word of God over and over again says, why not you? Because all have sinned, come short of the glory of God. She was confused about the character of the nature of life. She was also confused about the character of God. When people are hurting, sometimes they say things they don't really mean. We don't have to do anything wrong for suffering to come into our lives. The problem with this woman is that as she pleaded as a parent painfully is that she confused the character of God. She said to the prophet, she said, my child, and I'm paraphrasing here, must be going through this because of my stuff. I'm reading a book right now that talks about stuff that goes on in families generationally and how strongholds are set up around certain propensities or certain tendencies. Now, there is some argument there, but the God we serve is a God of grace. This, this is the same struggle the apostles had when Jesus saw the man who was born blind from his mother's womb. They said, did this man sin or did his parents? They were thinking he's suffering because of what his daddy did. But Jesus says, neither did he sin, nor his parents, but this was done that the works of God might be made. God may be sending you or me through something just to show us off. I got a child that can trust me, not just when things are good, but when the weight gets rough and the going gets tough. She had a problem understanding the character of God. Somebody is stressing about some stuff you wish you could change and you can't change. You wish you could go back and make another choice. Am I the only one like to go back and change some stuff here? I'm moving from stress. She was also confused about the the character of a blessing. Look at how she comes to the prophet. This is part of the problem, not only with her, but with us. She comes to the prophet and says, my son, my son. In the text, you put a line under my. See, her frame of reference is messed up from the jump street because she thinks the boy belongs to her. Everything we have. See, part of our problem with stress is we trying to hold on to stuff that ain't ours anyway. You stressing about that home, it ain't yours. Everything we have. Job had it right when he had to go through suffering. He said, the Lord gave and the Lord takes away. Blessed. Her healing began when she acknowledged a transfer because the transfer occurs when she takes the child out of her arms and put him in the preacher's arms. She takes the child out of the crisis and put him into his possibilities. 
But when God blesses us with children, the first thing we ought to do is give them back to him. She said, my son, my son. And so many are stressing today because they got that my in front of their stuff. In a real sense, Calvary, the sin ain't even yours anymore. Because he took it. He took it. And he nailed it to the cross. Oh, we have to deal with the responsibility of our behavior. But sin is not the problem primarily anymore. It's the relationship. And it takes a whole lot of pressure off of us when we get to the point and say, it's his. We see the pleading, painful pleading of the parent, although it had problematic perspectives. But look at the prayerful posture of the prophet. The prayerful posture of the prophet. The prophet had some concerns about what God was doing. God doesn't reveal everything even to the prophet. But he did not disclose those concerns to the woman. He kept them to himself and waited till he had an audience with the Lord. The woman, at his request, puts this dead child in his arms. Almost every movement afterwards is up. She took the child up from off the bed and put him in the prophet's arms. And the prophet climbed up to the second floor. In fact, it probably wasn't just the second floor. That was a room that was probably built as an attachment to the house. He went up with the little boy. And then he went up to the room. And then he put him up on the bed. And then he stretched out up on the child. And all the while he was praying, my brothers and sisters, he had a prayerful posture. And if you want to move from stress to stretch, you've got to go up. You can be down and still go up because you can be down and look up. He looked up to God as he stretched out on the child. Bible says he stretched out And the reason we read the passage from 2 Kings is Elisha had a similar situation. I believe he probably modeled what his master did. He stretched out mouth to mouth, hand to hand, foot to foot, in total identification with the child. In the Levitical law, it was not proper to touch a dead body. God... He's a God of mercy, and he's a God of grace. And this prophet was willing to sacrifice normal custom because he knew God was up to something. And so he stretched out not just one time. He stretched out the second time, and he stretched out the third time. Somebody said he did it once for the Father, once for the Son, and once for the Holy Ghost. He stretched out mouth to mouth, hand to hand, foot to foot, face to face, chest to chest. God's got me covered today. I'm covered. You're talking about comprehensive coverage. He's got me covered. Does he have you covered? He stretched 
this text, death is not the last word. When death has done its worst, God is still able. He stretched out mouth to mouth, hand to hand. Before they come up with CPR, God had emergency CPR. Is there anybody here that needs God to stretch out on them? My brothers and sisters, there is the prayerful pastor of the prophet, but the prolific power of the provider is in the text. I don't want to keep you too long, but you know what I did? I found when I looked at the word of God this morning that there is always in so many instances a relationship in the word of God between stretch and strength. I looked at stretch in context in the word of God. Along with stretch was strength. Along with stretch was strength. My brothers and sisters, the prophet stretched and God's strength showed up. There's nothing too hard for our God. Is he able? Is he able? Is he able? Moses must have been thinking of this word when he got to the Red Sea and stretched out his rod and the children of Israel crossed over on dry land. Hezekiah, he was facing an awesome army out men and out gun. He said the children have come to birth and there's no strength, no strength to bring them forth. But this king went to the temple and stretched out, stretched out to God. And that night, God showed up and delivered them from the Assyrian army. There was a woman with an issue of blood, tried everything she could to get well. But then she heard one day Jesus was coming through the crowd. And she stretched out, she stretched out, she stretched out, she stretched out and touched the hem of his garment and her blood issue dried up. You can move from stress to stretch because the greatest stretch of all took place on a hill, on a hill called Calvary, on an old cross. He stretched wide. They dropped him low, hung him high. But because he stretched, I don't have to stress because he stretched. You have been listening to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. We pray that you have been encouraged with what your ears have heard and your hearts have felt. Explore our website at tdstubblefield.org for more information about us and to obtain resources provided by T.D. Stubblefield Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and remember to stop stressing and start stepping, advancing in faith, hope, and love by reading and applying the Word of God so you can stand on certain truth for uncertain times.